Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Friends, welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. I'm really glad that you're joining us today. My name is Aaron Richards. I'm here in the beautiful Damascus Media Studio with Brad Pierin. What's up, man? And Dan Demetri. Woo-woo! Party day! Uh, we're, we're blessed to uh, blessed to be able to spend this time with you. We don't do it often enough. I want to I want to start off the show by thanking St. Gabriel Radio. They've been a, a tried and true supporter and partner mm-hmm. with Beyond Damascus. This studio is here because of St. Gabriel Radio. We love you guys. We're blessed by you. Thanks for carrying the show. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, our topic for conversation today is going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, what it, is it, it? Tell us. I, I will. I will. It's, <laughs> it's Lent. Yes! <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Wow. Uh, sorry about that. And and our, our hope today is to be able to dive into what is the what is the, the meaning, the purpose, and the promise of this season for each of our listeners. And and I think that we've had opportunity here at Damascus really to dive into this intentionally with our with our missionaries and with our staff over the past few years. Mm-hmm. So our hope is that we'll be able to share some of those fruits with our listeners today. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Dan, you want to kick us off in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we are so grateful for the many seasons you give us in our life, the seasons mm-hmm. to press in and love you more. Lord, we pray that you would just um, open our minds and our hearts right now. Um, I get a just a feeling that um, the Lord's just saying right now that there are people who um, have already kind of checked out. You're like, oh, I've heard talks about Lent before. I'm mm. going to move on. And the Lord says, I have something new for you today. Mm-hmm. So Lord, I pray that you would bless bless the three of us on this show with new insights uh, from you, and that you would bless our listeners with new insights on Lent, Lord, that mm-hmm. that we may fall deeper in love with you and grow in greater expectation for what you want to do in our lives during this season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, it, it, by, by means of introduction, too, I, I wanted to maybe kick off today... Um, we we don't do this often enough either, but we've got a number of of people who who check out the show on mm-hmm. a on a pretty frequent basis whose lives are actually being changed. So Dan, as you mentioned, like now is not the time to check out as we present a topic like this. Um, I thought maybe it'd be cool to honor some of the people who who are actually mm-hmm. being impacted by the show. Mm-hmm. Here's an invitation to you if you're listening and your life has been changed or touched by mm-hmm. the work of this podcast. Share it with us. It's re- number one. It's really encouraging to us. Number two, it's really encouraging to others. So uh, we usually tell you at the end of the show, but um, if Beyond Damascus has has touched your heart, mm-hmm. uh, like and subscribe to to this podcast. Why? Because that keeps it in your inbox, mm-hmm. so that in your daily routine you'll be reminded when new content's released, and then you can share and uh, and, and witness and share testimony to other people, so that their lives can be moved. Mm-hmm. Um. We had our we had our buddy Mary Bielski on uh, a couple couple weeks back. Um, check out check out the show on the on the archives if you're interested. But uh, this testimony from um, a woman named Liz indicated she was in her car when this show aired <laughs> on our amazing radio partner 820 St. Gabriel Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that Mary said something that had me thinking. I, I I knew it, Lord. You can't be trusted. But then it came time to pray at the end of the episode. And you recommended, I forget who recommended, pulling the car over. That was probably Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so. always recommend that. Sa- safety first, <laughs> friends. Me and safety. She said, you may not even remember, but one of you said that you sensed there was a woman somewhere who needed to be reassured of God's love. 
and mm-hmm. to have the lie cast out that says God only brings comfort when he's about to hit us with desolation. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, that was me. That was one I was living with for a long time. And um, and I was, uh, she said, she shared with a member of our staff and then was really blessed to to affirm the value of that gift of prophecy and how it how it spoke to her life. So, uh yeah, praise blessed the by Lord. that. Thank you, Liz. We're praying for you, and thank mm-hmm. you for responding and sharing your experience with us. And uh, continue to go after it, lady. If you if you hear the Lord speaking, um, deliver that word. Yeah, I got a great uh, testimony over the weekend. Someone was sharing they were listening to this podcast at the end when we were praying. We just had a word mm-hmm. that the Lord was uh, there was someone alone in their bedroom and the Lord was going to uh, bless them or whatever the word was. But the Holy Spirit, as soon as he was in his bedroom, mm-hmm. as soon as that word was proclaimed, the Holy Spirit came upon him in his bedroom and he just felt the presence of God fall mm-hmm. on him. He's like, I was filled with this fire, and he fell down and started. Resting in the spirit. So it is possible if you're listening to the podcast, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit over the radio waves, over a podcast. You don't need to go to like a special conference or special (laughs) retreat. Guess what? The Holy Spirit works in all places, in all areas. And so if you're hungry for the more of God, Mm -hmm. I have an easy invitation for you. You simply have to say, Jesus, I want more. Mm -hmm. And the more you pray that prayer, guess what Jesus does? He gives you more, because when you ask, you receive. Amen? (laughs) Amen. Yeah, more Lord. I met a a woman who's doing lay ministry in the Caribbean, uh, like one of these like Caribbean islands. um, (laughs) First of all, I'm like, Jesus, here I am, Lord, send me. Um, (laughs) But she was like, yeah, this is like, I feel so isolated and alone. There's not like spirit-filled Catholics (laughs) doing ministry where I'm from. And uh, (laughs) she's like, this this show gives me weekly encouragement so that I can (laughs) like minister in a spiritually desolate land and still like get charged up every week to go on. And I was yeah, just I told my wife, I was like, babe, I told you if you got if we got married, like I would like we would do ministry in the Caribbean together. And we're doing it, right? <laughs> Here we go. Just, just over podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So uh share your testimonies with us. Mm-hmm. We'll read them on the show mm-hmm. uh until the point in which we get overwhelmed by testimonies. Yeah. Um it, it's a it's a great way to witness and to share mm-hmm. and to uh you know leave it in the comments or or email us. Um, or if you manage to find Brad's cell phone on the yeah, internet. Yeah, go ahead and give, give him a call. Find my phone number. <laughs> we'll post it. Uh, so we, we, we kicked off the show asking about Lent. Um, trajectory for today, just so you can prepare your hearts. I, I, I'd love to, you know, as, as, we, as we close today's show in a little bit, um, we're going we're gonna to kind of speak about the traditional forms or, or I guess traditional practices of Lent, which are prayer and fasting and almsgiving. And how to maybe see those in a new context in a way that can light our hearts on fire mm-hmm. instead of allowing us to just check off three more things. Yeah. So that's sort of where we're headed in the in the ultimate trajectory. But uh, I made the comment at the at the start of the show that Lent has, in a lot of ways, kind of become a hallmark holiday in the in the Catholic culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if if maybe we can just start on some reflection on on what is Lent. Yeah. And why? Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to start just by speaking kind of to the fact that hopefully that if you break it down, if you like boil all of Lent down to like a single question, the question is, is the Lord enough? Right. Mm. Like I felt like in prayer, we got down to the point where the Lord just looked at me and he said, Brad, my, my goal for every Lent and for the rest of your life is that you would be able to answer this question, am I enough? Wow. And it's been a huge reflection that I've gone back to since. But I think if we want to like re 
orient ourselves towards Lent. We really have to step back from all the things we've always done in it and go with the Lord and say, Lord, what is Lent supposed to be? And I think that that could be a good question of a foundation really for anyone, but like in Lent, can we answer the question, is the Lord enough? Yeah. Like if he looks at me and says, am I enough? How, yeah. how do I That's respond? That's so rich. I mean, because ultimately we, <clears throat> especially in the American culture, we end up worshiping false idols without mm-hmm. even knowing it, right? Like mm-hmm. in the sense of like, just we we find ourselves going to sources of comfort at the mm-hmm. end of the day to, to find our rest and our consolation as opposed to in the Lord. And mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. those idols of um, having a, a glass of whiskey at the eve, at the end of the night or, the, or turning on Netflix mm-hmm. or um, like doing like scrolling Instagram, yeah, whatever yeah. whatever our go to idol is for mm-hmm. consolation. Mm-hmm. If you strip yourself of that, yeah, at the end you're like, wait, I can't go to this idol for mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. Am I going to go to you, Lord, for that? That's and, good. and that's it's it's funny because I think sometimes like when I when I fast, I I. I like I'm like man I can't believe I had such a desire for that thing mm-hmm. like it's just a, it's so silly like man I I really enjoyed like like I I enjoyed that that much you mm-hmm. know it's like mm-hmm. it's easy for idols to just creep in yeah, yeah. Every, like almost every guy I walk with I give them this line and I think it's a it's gonna um, go right in a line in alignment with what you were just saying Dan that like if there's something in my life I can't say no to, there's going to come a time where I can't say yes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like if there's like anything and now it, it could be an amazing good, but if there's anything in my life aside from the Lord that I, that I can't say no to, yeah. then eventually I'm not going to be able to give a yes to the Lord. Yeah. And so like Lent really does, it, it rewires us to, to focus on those areas where, man, I really struggle saying no, you know, like I have a 35 minute drive home every evening and I really struggle to say no to like stopping and getting a coffee or a sweet tea, or just when I'm getting gas, going in and getting a candy bar because I desire it that day. Like, what and, kind of candy bar do you get? Oh man, I really like. I venture out, but yeah. like, take five is a big <laughs> oh, deal to me. I love take five. Take yeah. fives are awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. I'm, I'm probably Baby Ruth is my go-to. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but you can see a hundred grand. Yes, yeah. but you I can't can even think see of the those. last time that I bought a candy <laughs> yeah, bar. Thank you. Oh, and that's why it's good to have all three of us on here because, like, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron at gas station buys these weird twenty-five years. Like, you always get these like little bins of these nuts. I'm like, humans eat those. Yeah, that looks like squirrel food, man. Oh, well, get yourself a candy bar, Yeah, I'm bro. glad you can't remember the David, last time David's you did. laughing. He's been on so many trips with me. He knows. He knows. I was going to say, I, I, I'm glad you food. can't remember the last time you did because I'm struggling to find the last time I didn't. No, I'm kidding. But, um, no, I, I do think Lent brings us to that. It brings us to that um, realization that there are certain things in our life that we really struggle to say no to. Yeah. And uh, and we need to learn how to well, say no. So let me, let me toss this out. I was, I was speaking about a topic, uh, a different topic in a similar lens in formation with our missionaries this week. And uh, I think that Lent is attractive to us. Lent has become synonymous with our uh, with our church culture, right? Because it actually resonates with something deep inside mm-hmm. of us, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In, in mm-hmm. Deep in the in the human heart, there is a need to uh, to realize, you know, this truth in us. And John Paul II said it beautifully mm-hmm. that that man can only come to know himself through a gift of himself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That that our heart was meant to be given away, mm-hmm. and and that's how we come into relationship with community. That's how we come into relationship and intimacy with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's important for us to, to find ourselves in, in, in cycles of, of, of fasting and feasting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that we come to celebrate the good things um, by, knowing that, uh, by knowing that we are hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and to remind ourselves of that. So 
um, the reflection I was I was making with our missionaries was that there are there are sometimes things that are so deeply written in the human heart mm-hmm. that we actually see echoes of truth even in even in secular culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the example we were using was like mental health and wholeness. That isn't it. Like, isn't it so interesting that it, it seems like our culture would would even say, almost almost without a doubt, that like wholeness and mental integrity and mm-hmm. emotional health mm-hmm. are like things that should be focused on. Yeah, yeah. right. Which is sweet because that's a fundamental message of the gospel. Yeah, right. Well, so there's something in us uh, as a as a culture that 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 pulls back to mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and I think even in a in a secular culture and especially in a in a Catholic culture. Um, there, there is something consistently that would suggest that there's that excess is not ideal. Yeah, right, right. That um, you know, I it's kind of funny even that like this idea of intermittent fasting has become like a a, a new trend in dieting. So that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I'm annoyed mm-hmm. that, like, <laughs> that like, so, yeah. social so the spiritual practice of fasting has now become a, a dietary trend. But. <laughs> But it's good yeah, because I'm because it, it, it reveals and my body looks amazing <laughs> yeah. because of it. But yeah. it, but it does reveal that that there's some reality buried inside of us. Yeah. That's uh, hungry for it. That that's hungry. Yeah. That's hungry for this. I think it's so funny. I, I every mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday, you see this. The the human soul is actually starving for the season of Lent because yeah. Ash Wednesday isn't a holy day of obligation, but it's the church is more packed on mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. than any holy day of yeah. obligation. Yeah. There's something about the person that even even those Catholics that maybe don't go to mass every single week or don't mm-hmm. go to mass on holy days yeah. of obligation, they're hungry for the season of Lent. Yeah. They're like, wow, this is. And I think there's something. Neat too about like this human desire to receive ashes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, there's something like that the, we were made body and soul that yeah. people want that that incarnational, that tangible yeah. sign of I walk with Christ. And mm-hmm. there's something like the church, It's I, I don't think it's, um, I don't think there's, there's a real reason why the, deca- like the decline of uh, Catholicism in America mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. was the same time there was the decline of sacred art in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we got rid of all the incarnational tangibles, where like statues weren't as important, the smells and the bells, the mm-hmm, incense, mm-hmm, the bells, mm-hmm. they disappeared when the, the cassocks disappeared. And like we tried to strip mm-hmm. down the beauty of the church to right. become more relevant. Actually, no, the human soul desires the tangible, the incarnational. We were built for body and soul. So like as we see in the church, this resurrection mm-hmm. of um, truth, beauty, and goodness displayed in actual tangible things, mm-hmm. more people are coming back to the faith. You're listening to Beyond the Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts, or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. If you have a few minutes a day, you can become an EWTN media missionary in your parish, in your community, or through prayer. Be a part of Mother Angelica's mission. Place your gifts and strengths in service to Christ and His Church by volunteering your time and sharing the eternal word with the world. Visit EWTNmissionaries.com today. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. 
The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. One time somebody said to me, why don't you air these people? And I said, no, because I don't think they're Catholic. He says, by what right do you have to say that? I said, I own the network. (laughs) Mother Angelica Live Classics. Every morning, 2 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. So our, our scriptural foundation uh, for the season of Lent, and there are many, right? But but so often we, we lock ourselves into the, the story of the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of root us in Matthew chapter 4 today. Uh, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. That makes sense. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then again, the devil takes Jesus to the city and asks him to stand on the temple. If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it's written. Uh, And then Jesus answered, It's also written, Do not put your Lord to the test, right? He takes him to the mountain and shows him the kingdoms. And Jesus answers, away from me, Satan. It's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Mm-hmm. This is sort of our foundation. I, I wondered maybe if we could root ourselves in in a conversation on, on the purpose of the desert, right? The desert's kind of that symbol that we attach to Lent. And, and I, wanna, I wanna throw out, because I think it, it follows directly from the points that we've been suggesting, right? Why is it that we that we mark ourselves, right? Why is it that those symbols are helpful? Why is it that that we want to be identified or belong in some way? I think it's because it's an affirmation ultimately of our identity, right? Um, the words of the enemy here are a, a, a temptation, an attack on Jesus's identity. You know, I don't know if th- this may be elementary for some of us, or maybe this is the first time you've heard it, but. I think what's most important about the way that the devil speaks to, the way that Satan speaks to the Lord, is actually the first statement that he makes. He, he, he qualifies every temptation by asking, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, then do this thing. In order to prove that you have value, in order to prove that you have dignity or, or, or worth, in order to prove yourself, do this thing. Right? Couldn't every temptation in our lives be boiled down to that statement? It's an identity challenge. Brad, in order mm-hmm. to prove that you have what it takes, mm-hmm. do this thing. Right. Yeah. Right? Complete these tasks. Mm-hmm. Aaron, in order mm-hmm. to prove that you're a good husband or a good dad, right. do these things. Mm-hmm. In order to prove that you have mm-hmm. what it takes to lead a, you know, mm-hmm. a, an apostolate, mm-hmm. you, you got to do this stuff and do it right. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's where the enemy attacks. It, it's, it's, it's beautiful, right? If, if you see that Scripture wasn't originally written in chapters. What's mm-hmm. the what's the verses that immediately precede this? Well, it's it's where the Father comes to the Lord Jesus and affirms his identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to the verse immediately preceding this. A voice from heaven said, "This <laughs> is my Son, whom I love. With him I'm well pleased." Mm-hmm. This is the baptism of Jesus, right? It's immediately after the Father roots the Lord Jesus in his identity that the enemy begins to attack. That mm-hmm. the enemy begins to specifically pick at that that identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I think yeah. that goes right back to what Brad started the show with of mm-hmm. exactly. Am I enough? Yeah. You know, like is 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 the father and the son, is is Jesus enough for us? Is my relationship with the father enough? Is is mm-hmm. me as his beloved son, is that enough for mm-hmm. me? Yeah, and I and that, that's what actually flows into the things we do in Lent. And I think that's what I was getting at with that idea of you are dust and unto dust you shall return. We're starting out with a marking that's that's not like it. If we just read it out of context, it can sound like you are dirt and displeasing to God. <laughs> but like, but when we read it in context, it's like, no, like I have an intimate relationship with the Father who breathed His breath into me, mm-hmm. and my, and and I will re- return to that dust yeah. when, whenever, like whenever elevated back to him, like it actually is the culmination. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he breathed that breath into me, but eventually I'm going to be so caught up in that breath that the rest falls away. Like, I, I think that when we understand our identity, we don't go into Lent saying, I need to get a really good score on Lent. Like mm-hmm. I need a really good record over the course of Lent. Like if I can come out of Lent undefeated, then I'll get into the title fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Use whatever analogy you want. I think we can actually then go into Lent and say, okay, Lord, like, I, I hear everything you're yeah. saying about me, and I want to return by saying things that are true about you. And so I'm going to give up these things that hold me back from the truths of yep. you so that I can give you a greater yes, so I yeah, can understand you beautiful. differently. Yeah, these are the things that are that are leading me to believe that I am self-sufficient. Yes. Right? Right. That my identity can right. be can be yeah. uh, summed up by the stuff yep. that I do. Yep, exactly. Well, exactly. I think I think we can like is the desert a blessing or a curse, right? And is the like the mm-hmm. when we think mm-hmm. about so our end goal is consolation and comfort. Like heaven is divine consolation and divine comfort, right? And Are you so sure? like, <laughs> like, like every tear is wiped in heaven, right? And so um so the end is consolation, but sometimes we find our and I love like um, Ignatius of Loyola talks about these different layers of consolation, if you will, of, yeah. of like, mm-hmm. there's, there's physical consolation and physical desolation, uh, where like, mm-hmm. I'm really, really hot right now. So that's physical desolation, right? Um, or I'm sitting next to a fireplace that's physical consolation, right? Or there's, there's mm-hmm. psychological mm-hmm. consolation, and desolation where like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a, a hard time with this friendship right now. And it's causing me a lot of distress. That's psychological desolation, right? Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm psychological constellation, like my marriage is awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. uh, or, and then there's spiritual constellation and desolation where the, the Lord has left me. I feel like the Lord has left me and his presence is, is no longer there, or I feel close and intimate to the Lord. And I think sometimes when, when we live in a, uh, and when we're in a time of hmm. consolation, hmm. whether it's spiritual or psychological or physical, it's actually good yeah. to place ourselves intentionally to say, "I'm going to place myself in a in a, a spot of desolation mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. remind myself uh, uh, and to stir up that hunger so that I don't become lukewarm and complacent and constant." Mm-hmm. And that's really what Lynn is doing. It's saying, "I freely choose to place yeah. myself in the desert, like mm-hmm. like Jesus did. He went into the desert." So that I can remind myself of the hunger for God, yeah. and that I'm that in the desert we we just start we we get hungry like man Lord I want more of you I want more like I desire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and when I'm there when I'm hungry for God the desert what it does is it, it reminds me it points me to heaven like yeah. in the forty years the Israelites were in the the desert wandering what like when their hearts were in the right place mm-hmm. what was mm-hmm. what were they longing for they were longing for the promised yeah. land and so Lent yeah. should be the season where I freely rem- like 
put move myself into a spot of physical desolation, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that I can have this hunger for the promise of God again, the <laughs> promise of heaven. And and like when my mindset is heaven bound, heaven bound, heaven bound, or when my mindset is no matter what desert I'm in, God has mm-hmm. a promise for me, then I condition myself that when I have a desert like with a relationship and my friend mm-hmm. and I are having mm-hmm. a hard time mm-hmm. or my spouse and I are having a hard time, I can point to the fact that immediately, well, I know God is a God who fulfills his promise yeah. and he leads mm-hmm. his people from the desert into the promised land. So even in those desert moments, I've conditioned my mind and my heart to be ready to look towards the promise. I don't focus on the problem. Mm-hmm. I focus on the promise. And it, it's a spiritual reality where it, mm-hmm. it, it strengthens the heart and the soul to constantly look for what is God going to bring me and what is he bringing me out of and into, mm-hmm. which is really refreshing. Yeah. And I was looking into those That's words actually. So like consolation, desolation, um, consolation actually means with soothing. Right, so like, like with soothing desolation. Well, of course, you're looking at those like words. Yeah, no, it's so it's beautiful. So like <laughs> so with with soothing, is... and then desolations without soothing. Now the the question has to become then, why would the Lord let us go without soothing? Well, because the Lord wants to show us that actually He in and of Himself is the ultimate soothing. So you, you're proving this point. I want to lay it out like this: like if heaven's our destination, if heaven is the goal, if heaven's the aim, like then it it would be of a good mm. Father to show me when I'm trying to make heaven out of something it's not. Right? It would be of a good Father to yeah. say, I don't want to soothe you fully right now because there's this aspect of your life that you're giving heavenly attributes that isn't heavenly Mm. because I don't want you to get soothed by these temporal things. I want Mm. you to be soothed by eternal things. And so I think sometimes we see desolation as like, God's really going to put me to an amazing test right now. And the reason he's going to do that is because I need to prove to him that I'm faithful. You know that. And it's, it's, it's not that though, right? It's wild. Like I I even think like, so we can, how do you say this in the American Catholic context, we can trick ourselves that a, um, a suburban life it, mm-hmm. it, with my kids uh, who are all doing like they're safe and sound yeah. and my my marriage is safe and sound that that suburban life is the fulfillment of mm-hmm. Christianity mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. it's it's not mm-hmm. it, like that even like that can become a false idol mm-hmm. that I'm working just really hard to get my like I'm just living for me and my own as opposed mm-hmm. to this longing for the promise of heaven mm-hmm. and and those things are heavenly, right? Mm-hmm. Healthy, safe relationships are heavenly, yeah. Um, yeah. but they're not the end of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that can become a temptation. Yeah, and Aaron, I know you like C.S. Lewis. When you're saying that, like, I think that what you just laid out, isn't it so funny that it can mm-hmm. look like it's heavenly, but C.S. Lewis would say it's the antithesis. Like C.S. Lewis practically builds out the life you just said in The Great Divorce. Like that's literally that's literally what he does. It's Going a, it's to that self, more, I, I, so I like I'm so C.S. Lewis, he like the great divorce, right? Like when man divorces himself from God, yeah. That we begin building heaven and our mm. own. It's, a, it's like a Tower of Babel reality. Like I'm going to build a life that looks like all of those attributes you just gave. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's a false sense of security. It's yeah. a false sense of safety. It's a false sense because I'm actually more safe when under the Lord and in the face of danger than I am 
absent danger without the Lord. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, like in, in this great divorce reality, like again, if you, if anyone's listening, like there's an amazing audio book of this on YouTube and you can just listen to it on your car rides. But CS Lewis just sets up this reality of what the world looks like absent God. And what it begins looking like sometimes is us building because, because we know that we're made for eternal soothing. Yeah. We know we are. And so we begin saying, I'm going to make the temporal as soothing as possible because that'll take the place of eternal soothing. Well, no, it, it, it no, it won't. And, and Lent is the, the intentional time every year in the church calendar we do this, but this has to be our spiritual practice, that yeah. when my life is filled with consolation, I actually freely choose to fast or enter into desolation so that my soul is starts to cling once again mm-hmm. to God, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I want to I want to reframe this. This is this is awesome, and I think it's from this context that I want to that I want to jump into sort of our the, the promised second segment of the show. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you've done Lent before, right? Um, mm-hmm. Everyone who's listened to the show has has been through Lent a time or two. We've, we've probably <laughs> had occasions where we've had a positive experience. We've probably had occasions where we'd say that was a you know that was a wasted opportunity. You started on day thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I got ten days left. Oh, crap. That's, that's, usually, that's usually problematic. Yeah. Then I'll do yeah. more in those ten days and make up for the it's thirty. Ha- I'm kidding. Happened. No, no, no. We don't Let's have to. Be so, if you're, so if you're catching today's show uh, mid Lent, that's okay. Yeah, for uh, sure. You can you can start on day thirty. You can re up or uh, or or shoot yeah. for next year. Yeah. We're we, we're airing this. You know we're airing this 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 show prior to Lent, so mm-hmm. that maybe we can give people an opportunity to. Engage and 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 consider what it is that I'm looking forward to this year. What it is I want to commit to. Yeah, the church does offer kind of our three fundamental um, Lenten themes of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe in the context of what we've been speaking of, um, if we could bring bring new light to those three reflections. I, what I don't want to do today is give a hey, do these five things, and you'll right. have the best Lent. Right, mm-hmm. because that would just be exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. regardless of how good the things are, you can't do mm-hmm. things in order to get there. Yeah. Right? Um, but but you know, as it pertains to prayer and fasting and almsgiving, I'd love to just hear kind of the reflections of what you guys maybe have on mm-hmm. what have you seen um, work in the past mm-hmm. in in ways that you you can intentionally uh, reassess your your time of prayer with the Lord. Uh, to allow us. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. He is honored by the church as a saint and the first diocesan priest to be declared a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. John of Avila was known to his contemporaries as a spiritual master, and he served as a guide to some of the greatest saints of the 1500s. He also called for true reform in the church and was a role model for the priesthood even today. He died in 1569. For more about the doctors of the church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com.
The EWTN home video highlight for February is Kibeho, Listen My Children. Through commentary by Immaculee Ilabagiza and others, EWTN chronicles an astounding series of miracles when the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to three young visionaries in Kibeho, Rwanda. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I was at a Lou Engel event one time who he's like a, a big speaker uh, around the world about like really prayer and fasting. Yeah. And he, he's, you you want to get inspired? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you need some inspiration for prayer and fasting, listen to some Lou Engel and his careful his, what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> the whole idea of his ministry is that Joel two precedes acts two. that there was in Joel two, there's the rendering of the heart and mm -hmm. through prayer and fasting, this rendering of the heart uh, that leads to acts two, the outpouring of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, he, he he was advertising this Christian movement where they were going to have a forty day global uh, prayer, forty days of global prayer and fasting. And I was blown away by this, like, oh my gosh, forty days of global prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. I go home, I'm like, mm -hmm. Amber, like, there's the Christians all over the world that are gathering together for forty days of prayer and fasting for the conversion of the world. And mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is just awesome. And She's like, Dan, that's called Lent, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually like totally shifted Lent for me. Where like <laughs> that, that like we actually, it's a forty day period uh, uh, where the whole world gathers in in prayer and fasting and almsgiving for the conversion of the world. And so for mm -hmm. me, it was this. The renewal of the mind uh, to shift the intentionality of Lent, that maybe That's Lent good. isn't just for me to get better, mm -hmm. right? Maybe mm -hmm. Lent isn't just about me sacrificing to to, to strengthen my discipline and my willpower. Mm -hmm. But maybe Lent is actually about my contribution to the salvation of the world, right. that just like Jesus suffered in order to redeem humanity, I get to enter into a 40-day period where I suffer in order to redeem humanity mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Christ. And so yeah. how can my prayer be oriented towards global salvation? Yeah. How can my fasting be oriented towards global salvation? And how can my um, almsgiving be oriented towards global salvation, yeah, right? That maybe so, the purpose of Lent isn't just isn't just encounter, but also mission. Well, yeah. Sh and shocking, right. Lent isn't about just you, well, right? Like, Chris, modern day, like, Christianity is all about me it's and actually Jesus, not about me you. and Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's, how can I pour myself out in the season yeah. uh, in order to bring people well, the Lord? And that's the, that's the Lent's that. point, right? It's not primarily about me. It's, it's me secondarily, because when I make it about the Lord, he obviously pours out his blessings on me, but it's, it's about the Lord. And I think I can tie that into prayer. I think uh, like pretty well, cause I, I agree with what you're saying about like implementing things with a, with a broader vision, let's yeah. say, right. With a missional heart. And I, I also think too, though, we have to reflect and be honest with ourselves on like, what does my prayer life look like? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not praying every day, you're not going to be going on to mission every day. Yeah. You're just not going to be. So I, I think like if I'm in a place like where I'm going into Lent saying like, I'm going to restart. And the reason I bring this up is it's part of my, my walk in that first, um, Lent after like my, 
big moment with the Lord where he just revealed himself to me in a new way. I just sat down every day and it changed my life. And now I'm not saying I just sat down and was stagnant and they checked a checkbox and said it was good. I contended with the Lord to ask him questions. And it was really cool because I'll, I'll just give what he asked me to give up that year. So I, I actually just hadn't been sitting with him every day. And I was like, I had a full schedule and he's like, I want you to give up every single other thing you do in your car rides besides me. And mm -hmm. I was working at a law firm at the time and I was doing some broadcasting for the Big Ten Network. I was like, ever, I was just kind of everywhere. Yep. And I was like, okay, I'm going to tie these things together. I, and I, I think what I'm trying to say here is like, use that lens, but don't yeah. be afraid to be honest with yourself and give a humble beginning of like, okay, I actually have never engaged Lent ever. Okay. I, without give like maybe I've given up soda or chocolate. Like here, I guess hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not. But I I will make I, for 40 days I'll sit with the Lord because when I sit with the Lord for 40 days I'm going to look more like Him and then I am going to go global with my with like with like I don't know my well, relationship with Him. And it's I mean the standard is you've already been praying as well, right? And so yeah. but in oh, yeah, Lent sure. and in Lent it's an increase of prayer. Yeah, so and yeah. I think that's what's what's it's not just like so prayer fasting and almsgiving. It's not like, hey, this is a season we do those three things. It's the season that we increase those yeah, three things, yeah. right? And so it's the, how do I increase? And so if you do have an awesome prayer life, praise the Lord. So now ask the Lord, okay, what am I going to increase in my prayer life? Yeah. Not, and maybe it is not, maybe it is a spiritual discipline for yourself, but, or maybe what am I going to increase in my prayer life mm -hmm. for the sake of others? Yeah. And so I'm going to add a rosary to my prayer life during Lent mm. so that I can pray for the conversion yeah. of my family or so I can pray for the conversion of, uh, I, I mean, I, I love my, my, my dad, he, he's not like the most spiritual guy in the world. Um, but I yeah. was talking to him on Sunday and it was just so like, you could tell that his heart was broken mm -hmm. over the people in China, like the 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 way they live their life under like a a dictatorship and, and communism. And he was like, the, and in that longing in his heart, he there's there was this desire for them to have freedom, mm -hmm. right? And I mm -hmm. think there's probably something in your hearts, listeners, that you you want like this is a season you get to go after those mm -hmm. things where you have brokenness, mm -hmm. just tackle them, like yeah. increase that prayer yeah. for those areas. Of brokenness. But I, I do, I want to challenge just briefly though, because if I'm not currently praying as I should be, an yeah. increase would be doing it. So what I guess, <laughs> yeah, so what, sure. I, what I'm saying for is sure. I actually think that we, we speak over the heads of our Christian faithful a lot of times. Yeah. I think there's people that come into the pews and they're thinking to themselves, I'm coming to mass on Sunday and I'm praying before meals, but my yeah. intimate relationship with the Lord, I don't, I don't have first principles for that. Yeah. Like I, I like, should I pray at our father every day? Well, I still don't feel like he's answering. Like, how do I, so I guess what I'm, I'm saying is I agree with you. Like mm -hmm. if you're listening today or if we're at this table and we're at a good place in our prayer life, let's add to it. Yeah. But if you go into like Lent saying, I haven't been praying, so I'm going to do a bunch. You're just going to continue not praying. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it's like, I actually have had the goal of sitting down with the Lord 30 minutes a day, I'm just giving an example, but I've only been getting about five minutes, half the days of the week. But when Lent starts, I'm going to pray three rosaries a day. I'm going to go on a, a, like a, a Stations of the Cross walk every yeah. Friday. It's like, okay, I hear that. That is awesome. Yeah. But why don't we start at the beginning of Lent actually doing what we signed up to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's establish ourselves again. And so I don't know if it's as much a challenge. I think it's more just a, like, 
again, I, I think that we would just do ourselves well to be honest with ourselves and not think we have to be something we're not and perform yeah. something we can't in order to be holy. Yeah. Like it's actually like, okay, I'm getting five minutes a day with the Lord. I'm going to do 20 minutes a day with the mm-hmm. Lord. Okay. I'm praying half the days of the week. I'm going to pray every day of the week mm-hmm. because once I get that solid for 40 days, it'll carry into the rest of my year. And then yep. next Lent, it's like, yep. now I'm going to add powerful intercession. I, I don't know. I just, I'm no, trying to stir Let me throw two, two ways of maybe looking at this. So one, one of the uh, simple kind of teachings that we, that we offer here to our missionaries is that there's, you know, if, if you're, if you're a weight trainer, which I'm not, uh, you know, you've, you've got kind of two ways of looking at, at physical fitness. One is, one is through repetition training and the other one will be through resistance training. Hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, I think both are, both are critical yep, if we want to build ourselves in the spiritual life. Yeah. If, if you're just constantly going after uh, setting a new high, you're going to find yourself in a place that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But both resistance and repetition that's are necessary. So if, if you're living in a place in your prayer life where you don't have the rep- a, a routine mm-hmm. of intimacy with Jesus, this is a good opportunity to fix that, right? To enter into a, mm-hmm. to enter into a, a reality that I, I need 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes a day mm-hmm. to, to, to be in a reliable relationship with Jesus. If if you feel like you've got that, then put some resistance on. Then put some resistance on yeah, it, man. That, Let let's let's see. You know, God, if 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 I step in in a meaningful way and I I double my prayer expectation in this season, like that that's very meaningful. Yeah. Um. And and, and and we could you know, you could surprise yourself at coming into a place where when when I challenge my assumptions, um, when I put myself in a place where I'm I, I have to rely on God in order to succeed in this. Mm-hmm. What what can happen? It's a good analogy. That's a really Mr. good Richards. analogy. Yeah, yeah. well, well no, done. that pieces it together too. Because I do. I think that that's my my piece. Because I absolutely agree with Dan. I think that we, we just we fought on extremes as humans, don't we? Yeah. So it's like I'm either the type of human who gives myself permission to not not do as much as I could, or I'm the type of human who asks myself to do way more than I could. Like it just seems like the a lot of the people that I seem to walk with in the faith, they fought on one of those yeah. ends of like, I'm not doing as much as I could and I know it, or I'm doing way more than I should yeah. because I want to prove it. And, and it's bo- like and both, both are usually gonna like, end in a place like, that's let's, unhealthy. Let's let's get you here. And yeah. to Dan's point, let's get your perspective different where it's like, I'm not I'm not doing this just for me. Like I want to sit down with the Lord every day so I look more like him. We got just a world. few more minutes. I, I wanna Sorry. I wanna read it in fasting too, because yeah. this I mean the same conversation we need to have there. Yeah. Right. That that uh, how many of us exist in in our lives right now in a place where um, I I am truly not free? Like that that my that my food that my appetites, whether it be for food or for entertainment or whatever or comfort, that those actually are my strength, right? Mm-hmm. That those are the things that I rely on. So I think I think too in fasting we need to be really intentional about um, entering into a place where we can be mm-hmm. where we can become reliant on the Lord, and part of that takes like actually intentionally choosing to uh to to mortify my flesh mm-hmm. and to mortify my passions in order that I might remind myself who is at the center of my life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To deny your will, right? Like I, I think that that's been one of the most powerful understandings of fasting that I've ever had. That I, I don't deny my will to build up my willpower. I deny my will so that when my will goes against me, I know how to say no to it. So when I have a desire for like whatever it might be yeah. to, to depart from the Lord, um, I can stay rooted to him, which in fact allows me to stay on mission. It allows me to do all of those things. So yeah. I don't know that that's been huge for me not to see. I think Dan, you hit that so well earlier. Like I'm not just 
denying my will because then I all of a sudden build this immaculate virtue of overcoming all temptation. But mm-hmm. I'm actually doing that. Sure, that's involved in it so that I can actually be a witness of yeah. the Lord in the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, just going back to that perspective shift. I, I I struggle with fasting if I don't have an intention, and so if the intention is just <laughs> fasting, it's really hard. But like if yeah, I that's a really if I word. say the reason I'm fasting is for this, yeah. then I I care like if it's for the like the purity of my children, I care more about their purity than yeah. I do about this candy bar, right? But the yeah. or whatever. But be, but when but if it's just like. I'm I'm doing this so that I can have willpower. Well, I can have willpower next year, you know. Like I can, I I've got time, you know. And so, like, <laughs> the, but when there's an intention, it's like, oh man, this is why I'm <laughs> I'm doing this. And so, whatever, yeah, whatever fasting you're doing, make sure you do it for a reason. No yeah. sacrifice should go un uh, uh, without an intention. And so, just make sure it's there's some yeah. kind of a prayer attached to that because yeah. prayer and fasting they don't have to be two separate objects. They're the same object, like they have the same end. And so, mm-hmm. when I fast, mm-hmm. if I'm fasting with the right intention, I'm every time I get hungry or every time I remember the, mm-hmm. the pebble in my shoe or whatever my fast is, I remember the prayer mm-hmm. intention and yeah. then I pray. Yeah, intimacy with God and impact for the world, right? I, like I wanna, those two, those yeah. two pieces. I want to witness to the just a, a little testimony on the impact of fasting. So I, you guys have been in places where, where you've been just charged with like a spiritual um, jealousy. <laughs> Frequently. Yeah. Uh, I, so I was at a I was at a Lou Engel conference. Oh great! Um, yeah, and and way to go, Lou. Lou is Lou is awesome, and uh, we were we were kicking man. off. So he will he will inspire you mm-hmm. to fast in a way that will that will hurt you. Um, uh, it will, Shoot! Now do we have to have a disclaimer on this like podcast? No, like what I mean what I mean is it, what I mean you. it was is it it will uh, it'll it'll break you of your reliance on things that you didn't know you had. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he we we started the conference and uh he i i always like when a speaker's presenting especially to a small group and there was a small group i'm like i want i want to have eye contact with you like i want to engage with you because mm-hmm. i i really want to receive what it is that you have to to offer in this moment mm-hmm. and um he was looking around the looking around the the audience and there was a a girl one of our missionaries who was like seated right adjacent to me mm-hmm. and he looked right at her and he said i can tell that you have a love for fasting. And she would like tears were welling up in her eyes and she was nodding in affirmation. <laughs> and I was so cut to the heart. And I was like, I don't think I have a love for fasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I am so hungry for that. That's why we uh, didn't say it to you. No. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it just, it really convicted me. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, it was God speaking in that moment saying yeah. like, you need to love this mm. if it's going to be a part of your life and yep. it's going to make an impact. Yep. And I can I can witness the so it was like it was a, a change that happened a shift that happened that mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. and and what did it take? It it took me investing in some sweet fasting, right? Entering yeah. into my first real extended fast um, mm-hmm. of more than you know a couple couple days or a couple hours, mm-hmm. and pushed me beyond my expectation of what I thought was possible, and led me into an amazing place mm-hmm. of intimacy where Dan, like you were saying, um, you know, fasting with intention, fasting with measured and prudent intensity, right? Uh, Under, under spiritual direction or, or, or trusted, you know, uh, the trusted direction of an advisor um, Mm -hmm. can put you into a place where all of a sudden those things that seemed impossible become sweet, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That it used to be when, when, when I would speak about fasting or when it would come time for Lent, 
I would, I would immediately start jumping to conclusions of, okay, how can I get through this in the most efficient way possible with, well, while minimizing the damage to myself, mm -hmm. right? Now, when I think about fasting or when somebody invites me into something that, that's that, like those periods of intensity, mm -hmm. uh, or even in the place, like when I think about the hunger that comes from fasting, it's like it's accompanied in my in my heart mm -hmm. by by a sweetness and a fullness yeah. of knowing that Jesus, we can do this in partnership. Yeah, and I just want to witness that that's possible for you. Yeah, amen to that. Like when when you hear the word fasting, what comes to mind? Is it mm -hmm. uh, or is it love? And, yeah. and if it's that's not, so then good. Lord, just come and give a renewal yeah. of the mind, so that when we hear that, yeah. our soul is eager for it. Yeah, and our intentions change that. I think that's mm -hmm. what you're speaking to so well, Dan, is when I actually have something that my yeah. heart burns for, the Lord or for my family or for this nation or for this yeah. people group or whatever. Yeah. It's like that brings that heart of love because I immediately, the moment I feel that hunger, I, yeah. that's who I remember. That's yeah. that's 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 who comes to mind. Yeah, so do it. Uh, the only way to get better at fasting is by fasting. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, oftentimes we, we try to take the easy way out. It's our human nature. And as the church makes like exceptions to allow us to live a healthy lifestyle, he, you know, hey, uh, abstaining from meat on Fridays, it used to be meaningful to our culture. Now it's not so much. So yeah. great. Toss it out. Yeah. Uh, that, that, can't, that, can't be our, that can't be our conclusion. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You are capable of, of fasting in a way that's meaningful and that can change your life and orient you toward intimacy with God and mission. Mm -hmm. uh, challenge yourself and ask yourself, how can I do this more effectively? Um, a, a, a 24 hour, a two, a three day fast on on water is is possible for you. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes, the reason it seems impossible is because as a society, we live in a in a in a state of addiction to sugar, right? <laughs> so so our first twenty four hours are sugar withdrawal, like we're withdrawing from a drug. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's possible to live a healthy lifestyle that can mm -hmm. make fasting meaningful for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's, here's some hope. Uh, if if you like most Americans exist in a place, this is this is Aaron's uh, this is a note note of encouragement from Aaron. Counsel, not prophetic word. Um, <laughs> if you exist in a place of of sugar addiction, uh, it will take at least twenty four hours, probably forty eight, before you can actually break from the place of withdrawal to begin to appreciate the benefit of fasting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Most people break before they get there. Mm -hmm. All right. All hey, right. Here's, Thanks. Here's my invitation. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Hey, Brad, should we go grab a candy bar? <laughs> okay. Speaking of sugar, well, right? no, this, this is drive home with me. Our, our show today is a perfect testament to this. Oftentimes we forget about almsgiving because we save it for last. Yeah. Um, I, I want to summarize almsgiving in this. Intentionally tackle your attachments by intentionally giving them away. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Almsgiving is critical for us because we exist in a place of perpetual attachment, right? Mm -hmm. If generosity is hard for you, practice it. Yep. And Lent is a beautiful time to intentionally practice that for the sake of mission. Uh, do you, uh, let's, any like 30 second reflection on, on almsgiving? Well, I think I would just ask why it's almsgiving. So this is actually addition to our tithe and for the sake of the poor. And so yeah. I think why, why are we giving alms to the poor? And why is there a season of the church where the Lord says, I want you to have personal poverty through prayer and fasting, and I want you to care for the poor. Just the, that fundamental root of this is critical for our mm. relationship with mm. God. Yeah, I would just speak uh, just on principle that yeah. like if you don't give, you're dead. So like the reason the dead, <laughs> the reason the dead sees the dead sea is it gives nothing away and it takes everything in. Mm -hmm. The reason a river brings life is because it gives the water to the land around it. So the idea 
in our lives that we want to be a life source for the world cannot happen without me giving of the things that I am naturally um, tending towards yeah. withholding for myself. Mm -hmm. That's good. I would invite us back to, again, um, stability and seasons, right? That we need repetition in our giving and we need resistance in our giving. Mm -hmm. So if if you're in a place where you're not giving frequently or you're not giving with regularity, like that needs to be established in your life. Mm -hmm. um, one of the beautiful one of the beautiful ideas of tithing, right, is that you you just always give ten percent because it belongs to God. And and once you establish, and and mm -hmm. I can witness to that. And I know you guys, we've we've shared this in the past, right? Once you establish yourself in that place, automatically you're starting from a baseline. Mm -hmm. of like justice and generosity. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And and then and then you have permission to actually take the next step. Yeah. I just have one more line on that. I, one of the most powerful retreats I ever went on, a, a man said one line. I forget most of his talk, but there was a line that stuck with yeah. me. He said that we're not called to give merely from our surplus, but from our sustenance. Yeah. And that that just has rocked me my whole life that like for the vast majority of people, I think we give from our surplus. It's like, I don't need that anyway, so I'll give it away. But when you give from your sustenance, when you give from something that's like, man, I I kind of would have liked to have that. Yeah. There's an entirely different grace that comes from that kind of generosity. Look at Jesus. He didn't give from his surplus. He gave from the very sustenance of his life. So yeah. that's just a... And I mean, Lent's about lifestyle change. And so maybe that is like... Eat is your sustenance too much? You know, like mm -hmm. the gospel demands us to ask that. Like, That's am I living point. in a life where I've actually bought into the American dream and I'm living hmm. my, to sustain myself costs so much money and, and they're starving to death over here, right? Mm. And so how can I reevaluate even my priorities mm. so in prayer that maybe my sustenance should go down a little bit? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Hopefully that got you thinking today, friends. Mm. Um, I, I want to wrap up the show. And I'd like to do it in prayer, particularly for, for this community. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Jesus, uh, we're so blessed by, by the fact that you desire intimacy with us. God, our identity comes from you. God, our provision comes from you. Um, God, our strength comes from you. You say that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Uh, Jesus, reestablish yourself for us, for this community as our source, as our strength, as our life. God, I pray for everyone for whom prayer and fasting and almsgiving seem intimidating. Mm. That's, a, that's a great sign for us that, that there's something that's still resistant, that there's still some barrier to, to grace, that there's still some barrier to life with you. And I pray in Jesus' name, God, that right now you'd send your Holy Spirit to break down those walls whatever in our life exists in a place where it would, uh, that it would pose resistance to, to prayer or whatever exists in my life that when, when fasting is mentioned that I, I tend to cringe or, or when almsgiving is mentioned that I tend to pull back. God, break that in us. Break that in us and, and, and reveal to us habits and, and, and call and, uh, and got a new, a new lifestyle that you can desire to build in us the lifestyle of saintliness. Jesus, uh, we, we pray that you, we, would, we would not escape this Lenten season apart from being drawn deeper into intimacy with you. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, friends, Beyond Damascus is the show where encounter meets mission. How's this Lenten conversation different from every other one? Well, I, I wanna root it in the fact that in order to be on mission, 
you have to see those moments of encounter having purpose, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That your prayer, your fasting, uh, your almsgiving, those are the mission that you're called to live for the sake of the church. If you've enjoyed today's show, uh, check it out on the podcast, like, subscribe, and once again, a shout out and a, and a thanksgiving for uh, our partners at St. Gabriel. God bless. Have a great week. Bye. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.